0: test 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 in the less echoey 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 east and archery center 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 feel good about it today yeah feel great about it today about the what the podcast or (laughs) stuff in general (laughs) life i
1: don't know well i don't feel great about i mean life in general Uh uh-huh there's a lot to be not great but
0: (laughs) hey it's our first attempt at a video version of the podcast we'll see if the video ever sees the light of day
1: Well, one of us is probably going to do something we shouldn't on video. You know, that's why our nose. That's why Jay
0: Jensen is a great editor.
1: Yeah, he'll just have to edit in a like a pause. We're Uh just sitting there for a minute. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see how this video turns out. All right, it's tough to get us in frame too because you know social distancing. Social distancing. Yeah. Speaking of that, like. Social distancing also obviously has become a popular thing for people to say. I'd never heard it Yeah, the phrase was something
0: that I believe was created for this situation. Yeah,
1: so I like I heard it last night I was watching football today is Friday September 11th never forget right yesterday was the opening of um, Football NFL football and the announcers were saying it a lot, you know, they were saying They were talking about the crowd yeah. We were talking about how it was at, like, 14,000 out of, you know, probably a capacity of 65 or so. Yeah. And they kept saying, you know, for social distancing purposes.
0: And I was like, man. Ooh, that's going to look great on video. Leave it. Leave it rolling. Um, it's rolling. It's rolling. We'll get it back. It's we'll still get it rolling. back. It's still rolling. That's just me now. Yeah. That's okay. That's all people want anyway, you know. Anyhow. It's all about the big cat. So <laughs> let's do this. Let's do There it is. There we go. Yeah. I need a wider lens. And I thought, I hope in two years we never have to hear that term again. Oh, there's a lot of stuff I hope that in
1: two years we never have to deal with again. If I hear people overuse terms,
0: surge. Right. Now everyone's using the term surge. How about everything? Due to COVID. Due to COVID. That might be my favorite one to eliminate permanently.
1: And to instill a rule where if someone says it in... You
0: know, after a certain period of time, you get to punch them or or they have to pay a dollar. Yeah, something like that. some some penalty. I think I'm done oh. with the glasses here. All right. Well, we're back for a podcast together for the first time in a while because I've been busy and you've been busy and we've got stuff to do outside. The podcast. Super busy. But that's good. Just busy. It's remarkable, isn't it? I guess. yeah hey while we're on the subject of busy uh i figure maybe we ought to get the, our uh, friend the busiest man in the sport bruce cull on the line because he's got a big event coming up that you are getting ready for the duke of yankton let's call him up and we've got bruce cull on the line president of the nfaa foundation the busiest man in the sport and somebody who's got a lot of stuff going on later this month hey bruce
2: hey how are you george
0: we're doing good here in salt lake city how's it going in yankton
2: You know, it's great. We've actually got some rain today, which has been needed for a long time. So we're pretty uh, happy with the weather right now.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Well, uh, tell us about the big uh, event you've got coming up. Uh, A whole bunch of stuff that has been postponed slash delayed now all packed into one long action packed week.
2: Yeah, you know, we're really excited. Um, You know, when we first looked at this, uh, in fact, you and I talked about it at length and You know, we didn't know what kind of uh, reception we were going to have to it, and uh, it's turned out awesome. Um, We're having our national field tournament, our national target. Um, For the pro division, we're having the national indoor. And, of course, the last one, we're having the first Dakota Classic. And um, they're all uh, a Tuesday through Sunday, and uh, it's going to be a a fun-filled week of archery, that's for sure.
0: No doubt about it and of course yankton being one of the great host cities for archery in particular they they do love archers in yankton
2: absolutely
0: so steve is getting ready for this thing what, what's your preparation plan steve uh, i started shooting again that helps yeah
1: yeah yeah that's definitely a help yeah i thought i would try that and see how that worked um probably Probably continue to train. You know. so,
0: so, Bruce, how's the um, how's the turnout looking at this point? We are about three, two weeks out.
2: Yep, we're two weeks out, and um, as of right now, we've got seven hundred and forty-seven registered. Um, that's how many you are actually registered for the tournaments. I don't have the number of bodies. I'm going to guess it's um, you know around three to four hundred different people.
0: We're going to shoot multiple multiple iterations.
2: Yep, yep, and we're actually uh, fine tuning the schedule right now. Uh, We know what events are held on each day, but we're just setting the line times up, you know, so it accommodates everybody. And, of course, with all the COVID issues, uh, you know, that's a big consideration we have to worry about and make sure we have in place. So it's uh, it's coming together very well. So,
0: so, Bruce, um, Steve wants to call a moratorium on the use of the term COVID. When do you think it'll be a good time (laughs) for us to stop talking about it?
2: I would say three months ago. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah i, I'm, I agree 100 percent um i you, you don't know what's going on it's it's uh, obviously something that's very serious but at the same time it looks like a lot of things have been overdone and overplayed so
0: of course so you will you will have obvious obviously you're going to have all the safety protocols in place in yankton um and for people who are legitimately concerned about this and we're not joking too much here we're just kind of commenting on how it's become kind of a meme you're going to have all the stuff in place to ensure people are safe
2: yeah you know we're doing everything we can according to the cdc guidelines for group and sporting events um you know you, you you just try to do everything and hope uh everybody enjoys themselves and stays safe at the same time
0: We uh, shift gears on you for a second. Looking ahead, uh, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of my international friends have been asking me what I think if uh, Vegas is going to come off this year. And I'm saying that all indications are Vegas is pretty much up and running as a city, and I haven't heard of anything that would prevent us at this time from saying that Vegas, in some form, is going to go forward this uh, next year, right?
2: Yeah, you know, we're planning, um, you know, to to have the Vegas shoot Um, there's a pretty good probability that we're going to have to make some adjustments just like we are for this tournament too but you know you just um, there's a lot of wait and see going on yet um, just because of the nature of the beast Um, you know we just like you said Vegas is running they've got different precautions that they've been taking and um, we just as we get closer um, we're going to make decisions on how we're going to do it you know and Um, That's pretty much it for now.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as we get closer, we'll obviously get updates as to what those steps might be. And we'll discuss, we'll have plenty of time to discuss all of that. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, we should have a number of
1: vaccines online by that time, whatever that means. Whatever that
0: means. We are not experts.
2: One thing that we're looking at with our fingers crossed, um, and just like Steve said, there's there should be a number, Um, everybody's saying the end of the year, um, you know, and I think that after our election and the country gets calmed down a little bit and looks at this seriously and progressively, I I think that, you know, I'm just praying that everything's going to be fine.
0: We all are. We ain't got no time for it to not be fine. Exactly. So, all right, well, Bruce, anything else you got to add before we uh, move on?
2: Well, no, I I would encourage people, you know, the the registration is still open. Um, If people are interested in coming, we would encourage them to come. You know, have a good time with us. Um, For those guys like Steve, the pros, you know, we're paying a total of about $30,000 guaranteed out. So um, it's going to be a a good event and a lot of fun.
0: That's really good, because if you consider most of the pro shooters that I know and that Steve knows, they have lost at least, what, four-fifths of their archery income from the standpoint of being able to do stuff in competition and win checks on podia probably some of them yeah. have lost a lot more than that and this will be a big uh, shot in the arm i think yeah it'll
1: be yeah, good to, good to have it going yep. and bruce i've got a i've got a nice present for you that i'm bringing it's a big surprise
2: nice present huh yeah awesome
1: you probably already have this item but it won't hurt to have more of this item ted nugent
0: shampoo <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah well that's awesome
0: yeah it's a big surprise though
2: well we're excited we hope like i said we hope everybody has a good time and i think archery needs this right now so
1: yeah no we're doubt doing everything we can it's yeah. going to be fun to to get one going again and then you know it is uh it is a pilot run for you know further events as well and I think it shows that we we can do it we've seen you know we've seen some events go off I haven't heard of any uh, major noteworthy COVID spread at any archery events thus far so let's just hope we
0: can keep that going absolutely Well, Bruce Kull, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Always a pleasure. And um, as we get closer to the event, we will, uh, next week maybe, if you have time, we'll touch base again and see how things are progressing.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys.
0: All right. Now that we've hung up on Bruce,
1: I have two dozen, and I'm keeping a dozen for myself. So Bruce will be getting a dozen ted nugent whackmaster arrows <laughs> 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 in, where Who did are... you find those things they're Gary 30 years old stash of them they are 30 years old yeah we got the whack masters they're the, they got the zebra stripes zebra stripe on the aluminum right? zebra
0: stripes for yes. our friends in south africa
1: and it's uh, i think it's a twenty-four thirteen. oh yeah it's a big heavy arrow yeah it's a big aluminum it's amazing to me yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delve into bow hunting, which we don't really talk about on this show, but it's amazing to me how people will say, oh, those are like, I'm talking about, let's say I had, a, I had one shooter who wanted some hunting arrows. I said, I think you should use the hex. The hex is what we would refer to as a
0: six millimeter arrow. Yeah, relatively small diameter, relatively lightweight. It's relative. like a SuperDrive 19. Very much so. So he goes, oh, bro,
1: those are thick. And he spelled it T-H-I-C-C, like the kids today. Like fat? Like, yeah, like big. Yeah, like, bro, those are thick. And they all want these little tiny, you know, four millimeter type arrows, which would be like a pro comp in diameter. Yeah, sure. And I was like, dude, when I started hunting, that would have been the smallest arrow available. Yeah, that would have been insanely small. Yeah, I said that was micro diameter until Easton said
0: it wasn't because we made something else smaller. I remember back in 1992, Tom Fisher, who ran AAE, mm-hmm. Tom was a big um, elk hunter, and he got himself a dozen ACEs and took some broadheads and machined down the broadhead shanks to direct-fit ACEs, and he was using them to hunt elk. Just like as a glue-in. Yeah. yeah. And, and today, that would be a... Sort of a first line kind of a of a hunting arrow for that yeah, purpose. Yeah, very much so. Like a four millimeter or
1: yeah, one of our something you know. anyone anyway. new ones coming. Um, Remarkable. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty incredible the way the market has shifted. So yeah, these are twenty four thirteens which are. Gigantic, you know, I can't. If people can't fathom it, but it's like, well, that's that was a pretty normal normal arrow back in the bow hunting
0: and day. a high performance one. I'll point out oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah, it was yeah. the arrow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: I yeah, when I first started, you know, obviously I started in archery to bow hunt, and I got carbons right off the bat. They were a beam in ICS. Most people did. Yeah, and it was like, whoa, carbons. Everyone else had aluminums. My One of my uncles was one of the first to go to carbons just because he wanted to beat my other uncle in 3D. And he thought, these are, these are lighter, they're faster. So he did carbons, and he fletched them with 3-inch uh, feathers to be even lighter. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: So he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of this sort of thing is cyclic. People are rediscovering the benefits of a heavy arrow just as we did a long time ago in target archery, they're discovering the benefits of a heavy arrow in bow hunting as well. And I think that the same reasons apply, extra energy at the target
1: yeah it, there's some crazy crazy stuff going on in the bow hunting world right now people thinking you need like 800 grain arrows with 300 grain points right, to, that's a little excessive but to shoot a white-tailed deer but yeah
0: that's well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey we're not a bow hunting podcast so yeah let's move on yeah shifting back actually to uh what well, we're the trajectory we were on talking about tournaments um a lot of world records have been set since world archery reopened the books on world records and one of the big ones is the one that mikey schlusser shot that we mentioned a little earlier but um, it's the noteworthy one it is certainly the noteworthy one mike Schluser having broken the 1440 and I, i need to make that very clear that's 90 70 50 and 30 meters 36 arrows at each distance for a total score of 1440. it's not the double fifty, double fifty. So, yeah. just so people understand, that's a that's a different ball game, and ninety meters is a different ball game, and we don't get to shoot it as much anymore. If you shoot a three forty at ninety meters, you're, you're stoking.
1: You've you've uh, you're crushing. Okay. I mean, the formula. Let me let me just run this really quick on yeah. my quick maths because I think uh, you know you're shooting thirty six arrows at each distance. Right. If you shoot eighteen down, that means you shot. Half your arrows in the 10, half in the 9, Right, average. Yeah. If you shoot 18 down at, uh, at 90, you shot a 342, right? So you're 18. And 1,400 is the big number, right? If you hit a
0: 1,400, you've done something. It's a perfect score. Nobody, right. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, 1,440 is a perfect score. So a 1,400 is your benchmark. It's where you get the purple pin, whether you do with a recurve or compound from World Archery. Only two, um, excuse me, three people on the recurve side, all women, have ever done it. Right. And that's... uh, It's a different game. And they're not shooting 90. They're shooting 70, 70, 60, 50, 30. So, I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not minimizing that achievement by any means. But nobody... No male has done it with the 90, 70, 50, 30 round in competition. Right. There's rumors that it's been done in practice by a couple of people. But, you know... Yes. That's all good.
1: Yeah. If you shoot a 342, so you got half... 10s, half nines at 90. That's absolutely ripping. And then you still need to shoot 350 at 70, 350 at 50, and that leaves you with a two-point cushion at 30 meters, which most guys who are capable of 1,400 are going to shoot 360 at 30 meters. But, you know, there's always, you know, a lot of people will miss one. So if you go out and you rip 342 and then you shoot you know say a 353 at 70 354 at uh 50 meters. Well now you're looking at a potentially a uh, pretty darn good score, right? Now you're you're looking at getting close to that 1410. Mike was 1421. Yeah. Light years ahead of what we would what's there I think you said there's been like 15 guys have shot fourteen At least, yeah. And Mike shot 1421. Yeah, remarkable. I talked to him about it. He said I said, hey, man, congrats. I'm sure it was fun to get out and actually compete again. He said, I felt nervous, you know, because he shot he said he, he said as soon as he shot a good score at 90, he started to feel nervous because, you know, all right, I've got a good what did he shoot at 90, like 351 or something? I'll have something. to look it up.
0: But yeah, it's, ridiculous. A, it's, a, it's a ridiculous score. It's, it's, it's great, whatever it was. But it was in the 50s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: So once you shoot a good one at 90, now you're starting to
0: think. Right. Yeah, here it is, 352. Yeah. <laughs> and then a 356 <laughs> at 70. Which is incredible. A 353 at 50, which is proportional to the 90 from that perspective, if you think about it. I mean, it's yeah, the- slightly easier. He probably should have, he probably left a few points. A the- 353 is his worst. Yeah.
1: Because if you shot a 354 at 70, now here's the thing. The target is effectively smaller at fifty, than it is seventy. Right, but it's worse at it ninety. Wind. Right, right. Yeah, ninety
0: right. is by far the hardest. Yeah. If you shot three fifty-two, in there. terms of difficulty, from the standpoint of target, you know, minutes of angle, ninety is the worst, followed by fifty, followed by seventy, followed by thirty. Right, but the the fifty and the seventy are very close in terms of their
1: target size per. Because yeah. at seventy, you're shooting a hundred twenty-two centimeter target. At fifty, you're shooting the eighty centimeter target. So, yes, the minutes of angle are very close in seventy and 50, yeah. 50 effectively smaller, but seventy more effect from wind and sure, things of that sure. nature. But it's clear that he left some money on the table at fifty. My guess is conditions start sure. to shift. Yeah. You know, as it gets as generally as you go through the day it gets windier. Yeah. Every USAT event I've ever been to,
0: your gold medal match is often the the worst score of the day. Yeah. Not because of just the pressure, but also because the conditions in a lot of the locations tend to get worse toward the end of the day. SoCal being Uh, one. San Diego, absolutely. Same for Texas. Texas was always that way when they held the event in Texas. Uh, Ohio has reputed to have that kind of situation. I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that.
1: I'm surprised. I thought there was a USAT or World Cup event here the other day. Just given how windy it was. Every time right. we have an event here, we right. get crazy winds. We had 99 mile an hour winds the other day. Yes, it was
0: nuts. Yes, there were trees uprooted, all kinds of problems. There were some of the canyon mouths recorded speeds excess of 100 from. Yeah. Either. Did you have a power outage? No, I was fortunate. Mine went out for like 20 seconds. I had just gotten back from uh, a camping trip in the desert, and, oh, yeah. and uh, so I had all my gear. So if the power had gone out, I was fully prepared. You were just ready to rock with I some just, zero? Just all I had to do was, well, actually, I've got some gas-powered stuff. Oh, sweet. You know, I don't mean gasoline. I mean propane, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would have been okay for a few days. Yeah. But it turned out I didn't have a problem. Back to Mike's score. Back to Mike's score. Clean at 30 meters. Right. So, you know, again, uh, 352, 356, a 353, slacking there, Mike, and then a 360 for a 1421. The previous record was set by Peter Elzinga 11 years ago.
1: How many people, I would say there's not many people who have ever shot 356 at 70 meters. Not too many. I
0: mean, that that list is probably pretty short. You know, that's 125 out of 144 arrows in the 10 ring. That's what that is. Yeah. And, uh, and it was windy. And according to the account from WA, there was fog, there was rain, <laughs> gusts of wind. So clearly, uh, those Easton AC, uh, X-10s that he shot did not uh, hold him back in those windy conditions. The arrow. Yeah, well. You know and the shooter <laughs> it's the that arrow helps. for that shooter well the truth is that that arrow has done quite well for a lot of compound guys who you know they tend to cut a lot off the back of the thing to make it work yeah so mike i think we're shooting a 380 x10
1: cut back on, yeah on, 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 yeah it, it's seen a, a resurgence there's a surge in in compound shooters using regular x10s
0: a i see surge. a surge yeah and I so think there's an appropriate gonna, use of the term. You can yes, get away with using it for that purpose. I think it's going to uh, continue. By the way, truthfully. that same day, in spite of the weather, uh, Chef Vandenberg shot a new European record of 335 at 90. Yeah, and I know Chef said he I think he said he hasn't been training a ton. Right. So, 335 at 90 with a recurve's impressive. Pulled out a 1368 total with an unclean 30. He shot a 359 at 30. Still a record, though. Still a record. Do we know... uh, For, for, you know... for the Dutch, a national record, I should say. Do we know what the 90-meter world record is? Can we look that up? 90-meter world record um, is in the 40s, I believe. and I'm, I'm honored yeah, that it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's held by a Korean. Let's pull it up. Let's okay. see, World Archery's got it on there. All right, uh, they do. You and have I'll... the Super iPad. Yes, I do. And I should be able to pull this up in relatively short time while you vamp for the rest of the podcast. So we don't have any dead air here. You know, Statistics. when it comes to dead air. Yeah. You're the king. <laughs> no, I'm the king of hot air. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of air, do you notice the, the great look, the atmosphere that has been enhanced here in the archery center with those new banners that they put up today? It looks good, I'm going to put a photo up on Facebook uh, on the Eastern Target Archery Facebook when we get done with the podcast here. It looks great. Nice shot of you. Nice shot of Linda on those banners. So a lot
1: of uh, a lot of barebow records getting broken. Now, is that?
0: Yeah, we're going to get into that. But okay. uh, is that due to the the added them? That's one reason they didn't have them prior. They didn't right? have too many yeah. of them prior. So there's there's a big opportunity there. Twenty four world records have been added in the two months that they opened the books. Right. So you're looking at uh, some of the recently broken records. You've got a barebow junior women's record from an, an American archer named Olivia Arts. That's just a few days ago. You have. Uh, Leo Pettersson from Sweden breaking the barebow cadet men's record, um, and that is a 50 meter 72 arrow round. And he also uh, set a, uh, another record as a junior um, in the same time, uh, 30th of August. Cesar Vera um, shot; uh, he's from Spain. He shot a 643 barebow master men 50 meter round, 72 arrows. And then Mike Schluser of okay. his world record. So just in the last you know week, let's say. Uh, one two three four five records and uh they'll continue to stack up as as we continue to go so here's the the 90 meter world record is kim three 343 yeah the recurve uh, like i said i knew it was a korean i thought maybe it was kim but i wasn't sure and um i knew it was in the 40s so yeah 343 i mean you know i'm happy with a 343 I'd be ecstatic with the 343 at 70. I've done it at 50 <laughs> a few times. But at 90, you know, somewhere yeah. in the low 30s is the best I've ever done at 90 in practice. So you can imagine, you know, it's it's not easy. And uh, the guy, you know, he's still a great shooter even now. So we've got,
1: uh, you know, Brady also broke the double 70, yeah. which is not often contested. Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, Brady's 70 meter, 72 arrow world record, 702, his two times 72 arrow record is double 70 1356. yeah obviously so double 70 doesn't get contested very often not very often no only virtually only at usa nationals i think i don't know if anyone else does it not too many um so, not in that format you're relying on conditions you know i mean that's uh you know almost 50 points off of brady's
0: single 70 world record Koreans do Koreans do them once in a while in unregistered events. Yeah. It doesn't count. So, yeah, I'm yeah. sure Brady is like, yeah, whatever, you know, no, he's, give he's me good pretty, conditions. I'll go rip a better he, score. <laughs> I actually talked to him about it and, and, you know, I thought he was pretty happy about it. He was, I'm he was, sure. um, I mean, you know, any records a record and yeah. um, Brady is shooting as well right now as he's ever shot. So. Yeah. My,
1: my point is if you line Brady up and let him do that, every weekend or if the double 70 was the standard round, he would probably have the world record about 40 points higher.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Give him time. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Mike's obviously is the most recent major record. We mentioned a few other, um, you know, scores. Uh, there were also some good scores set at U.S. Nationals that took place uh, a couple weeks ago in um, Virginia. Um, nine world record scores among the bare bows. And then Brady's double 70. Jimmy Lutz had a a good score there as well, from what I understood. Casey Koffel did very well there, too. Um, So if you if you look at at the totals, you've got uh, John Demmer of the United States with a couple of records for the barebow men. Uh, Maria Olsen from Denmark shot a new world record for the 50 meter round for the barebow women. Uh, Christina Lyons of the United States uh, set a double 72 50 meter record. Uh, a couple of Barbo Jr. men's records from Daniel Columns of the United States. Again, most of these records are new records. So the first person to shoot the score, in some cases, in a registered tournament gets the record. So those numbers could change at the next the next time this is uh, contested. So, you know. Right. But, um, you know, you're looking at uh, recurve men's world record of. Uh, the double 72 arrow for Brady Ellison, double 72 50 meter round for Jimmy Lutz with a 14.22. Uh, Jack Williams shot a junior men's record. Hard to remember that Jack is still a junior. And um, that's a 1337, a very elite score. 1337 for the geeks out there. They know what I'm getting at. And then um, Kang Che Young of Korea shot a 354, 36 arrow, 60 meter distance. 354. Remarkable score. Double 72 arrow, 70 meter round. Casey Kaufhold 1338 for the recurve women. And Casey also got a junior record for that same uh, score. So uh, all of those have been submitted as record claims. So you don't have to worry too much that somebody in the office somewhere didn't get things done. So all of those were <laughs> given the world archery. They still got to ratify them all because they got to see the scorecards. But that's the way that goes. It's solid. Really good performances, particularly considering that a lot of folks Even Mike Schlusser, by the way, kind of indicated that they were in the doldrums and not feeling so great, you know, not feeling like practicing as much because of the the current situation. But now there's been a surge in participation, the surge, the surge of practice. I have a surge of practice at my basement. Yeah, yeah, I saw the photos you had up there flexing that thing. It looks pretty nice. Flexing what? The basement. You had some photos up a few don't months I've ago. I think I've shown the basement. Yeah, you
1: did. The basement's half finished. I wouldn't show it. Yeah, you put a picture up somewhere. I know you did. Maybe. All right. I'm I'm not like
0: proud of it. The basement's messy. And... Well, it most should be. Yeah. You know. So yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, so did you see the uh, did you see the world archery story the other day about um, how many knocks get used a year around the world and how maybe we should be thinking about recycling
1: (sighs) no can i i I saw the article come across did i read it i did not Mm -hmm.
0: well we'll save that one for another time i'm going to get some stats together and see what uh what the real numbers might be
1: yeah and
0: yeah we should totally be recycling totally well i agree that recycling of plastic in particular is important we wouldn't want to find our descendants in ten thousand years looking at a biter knock and thinking it's an object of worship. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pull up this article. I wanted to, I wanted to see. All right. Well, uh, while you're doing that, let me uh, let me talk about a couple of other small things. That uh, one of them is actually fairly big, and that is Eleanor Richter, our friend from Germany, has announced her retirement. Really? Uh, yeah. She um, announced her retirement the last week of August. Um, and also Camila Meyer, who represented Germany at the London Games. Um, He was trying to come back for Tokyo, but he has decided to retire. But Elena is a big deal because, you know, she was a key member of the squad that qualified Germany's three quota places for the upcoming Olympic Games at the World Championship last year. And it was widely expected that she and Lisa at least would come back um, for the 2021 games to try to win a medal for Germany, with Lisa having been the first person to have done that at the Rio Olympic Games. And so um, she's, you know, uh, I get it, right? Elena's saying that it's Hmm. been really difficult for her to prepare for a competition that she isn't even sure might take place, making her one of the first athletes to really voice that concern that, you know, I mean, there is a possibility. I mean, Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, big friend of archery. He has stepped down from his post. Um, he will be resigning for health reasons. It's my understanding, by the way, he will probably be taking back over the Archery Federation in Japan after he steps down. Huh? It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, quite the change. But yeah, that's a big change. <laughs> and of course, he's the the driving force behind the Olympic Games in, in Japan. So, you know, things will change as uh, a new prime minister will eventually come to power in Japan. Um, How do they decide that? uh, It's a bicameral, you know, parliament kind of thing. And they have they have a diet and they end up with a a party that is in power right now, the LDP. And they will probably pick somebody from there's a number of leading candidates for that, none of whom are archery guys, Hmm. which is all we care about. But anyway, um, yeah, with Elena leaving, she's the only German woman to win um, a a World Cup stage. She won, uh, you know, a number of other things, obviously a world field champion as well. And indoor world champion. Indoor world champion. I think. Yeah, I think so. And and so, yeah, um, great shooter. Hopefully she sticks around the sport to try to pass on some things to younger shooters coming up. And she's only thirty-one, for goodness' sake. She's not, you know.
1: Yeah, I, who knows? You know, there's there's so much to it, and yeah, I, I see people who just aren't motivated, and that that flip, that could there could be a, a switch that gets flipped there. You know, I don't. I wouldn't write anybody out for retirement until after the Olympics. No, I agree. you know, in this case... She might might decide she wants to come back.
0: Elena is the first high-profile shooter to announce a retirement, though, after the postponement of the games. And I I don't know if there will be too many more, but... uh, I know of others who are like, this is it for me. I know of others. Yeah. But... uh, you mean that after this? After oh the yeah, that's games. different than yeah. than saying I'm going to retire now before the games. Yeah, I, th- I
1: would have thought most would have
0: said, well, "All right, we got one more year." Right, you know, stick I'm, it out for another, you know, six months, whatever. Truthfully,
1: and you can probably
0: get away with not training that hard right now, possibly, as yeah, long as it you might cycle be good up for you. Yeah. In other words, maybe, hopefully, she might have a change of heart. Yeah, because I'd I'd like to see her competing again. Yeah, she's but, really nice. One of the one yeah. of the. People I enjoy speaking with. uh, One of the people who helped advise on the RX-7 Arrow. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyway, on that note, um, you're shooting again. I guess. Linda's been shooting pretty consistently throughout, right? I. You both going to Yankton or just you? I'm going to shoot like that guy right there. Yeah? On your, on your, uh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Show the, show the people on the video part of this thing. That guy. Look at that guy. That is, that is some classic. Ripped. I'd leave it right there. I, 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 I wouldn't turn it back toward us. Not after the seeing a guy that ripped. All right, I'm turning it back. All right. This is a cool camera. Yeah, but I don't think that the image that's going to be generated by you flopping it around the table will be all that popular. <laughs> okay. All right. There you have it. Where'd you get that camera? Best Buy? No, I, I picked it up uh, from Sony directly. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Sony Alpha camera. What else do we have to talk about with archery? At the moment, not a whole lot, but I will say one more thing, and that is that there is a, another remote tournament that Japan is going to put on in October. They had, a, you know, well over a thousand shooters for the last one. Yeah. And they're going to do it again. Nice. They had so much fun the first time, they decided to do it again. And they're going to open it up to people from around the world again. So maybe we'll throw some swag their way. Throw him some swag. Yeah, we'll get some swag together. Maybe some Steve Anderson signed hats. Does it seem like the the year has
1: gone by fast? Yes. For a while, it seemed like it was dragging. Yes. And then it was like, whoa,
0: September. Yes. Yes, I had that. You know, when I felt that for the first time, though, was when it was 38 degrees the other morning after being 105.
1: In seven weeks, people will be putting up Christmas lights and stuff.
0: I think that I've already seen Halloween decorations yeah. Oh, yeah. in some places, which just is incredible to me. Yeah, it's it's it still feels... It's two months before Halloween, practically, and yeah. we're putting up the decorations. It's tough, because it still feels like we're in summer. Yes. But By the end uh, of the week, as we speak, it's going to be back to 100 degrees.
1: I know, very close to it. Yeah. So. It, it was just a weird, weird week of weather here yes. that it has that it has me thrown off. If I imagine being like a, like a primal animal, like a bull elk, right? Oh now. yeah, I was you thinking about it. I was you'd literally just be bugling, thinking. bugling, running around, yeah, fighting other bulls. Yeah, then you'd be like, oh no, we're friends. It's the summer. Yeah, Then you'd want to fight again.
0: Yeah, the cold snap sets off the rut, and as a result, they tend to get into their fighting mode. And now we're about to whipsaw them again. I don't know what's happening. So anyhow. The point of that is
1: in about six weeks we'll be doing new product launch oh yeah that's right yeah it just seems like the year has flown by and all of a sudden kind of like like whoa we need to be on top of stuff like from a work standpoint it just kind of crept up sure but um we got some cool stuff i think
0: oh yeah yeah well, what do you say we uh, dedicate a podcast as we get closer? As we get close to launch, we'll dedicate a podcast, video podcast. Okay. And, and then what we can do is we can take that uh, video podcast and maybe even turn it into some talking points about stuff. Yeah. Where is this going to be broadcast? I think Jason is going to decide that. It might be on our webpage. It might be on easternarchery.com or it might be on the Eastern Facebook. It might be the easiest thing is to load it uh-huh. to Facebook. I'll leave that up to you guys. I say we put it on YouTube. I'll I'll leave it up to you and Jason to decide.
1: It's tough. We almost need a Target archery YouTube page specific to Target. I think we
0: might actually have one. I don't know. We just haven't used it much. We used to put the podcast on it. Hmm. All right. Well, do we have anything
1: else relevant? Yeah, I, I think it's time to go grab some lunch. Let's go grab some lunch and let's talk about that motorcycle.